welcome to the Legal Merry-Go-Round, where you can learn to avoid the downs and savor the ups. Here, 40-year veteran attorney Paul Samico will entertain you and help you understand the law in areas we might all face. Brushes with the police? Oh boy. Family disputes? Oh no. An injury and accident situations? Ouch. And now, here's Paul. Hello, 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 and welcome to the legal merry-go-round, where our goal is that you will always learn and that you will therefore be able to avoid the downs and savor the ups. You get it? Merry-go-round, ups and downs. All right, folks. Well, today I want to talk about an unfortunate situation, no matter how you look at it. When loving couples marry and then something goes wrong and they divorce. And part of the divorce sometimes is what is known as alimony, or sometimes we call that spousal support. Alimony or spousal support is actually a legal obligation to provide financial support to a spouse before, after a legal separation or a divorce. And it's paid from a supporting spouse to a dependent spouse, uh, most commonly in the form of recurring monthly payments. The, uh, the purpose of the support is to remedy an unfair economic effect caused by the divorce. So that's pretty commonly understood in our society. One spouse makes a lot more than the other, and uh, maybe the two of them combined had a nice lifestyle, and then there's a split, and oops, the one who wasn't making as much is drastically struggling to just survive. So in most states in the United States, uh, there are two types of alimony. There are temporary alimony orders of a court to pay, and there are permanent orders to pay. Now, I'm not trying to take you down the rabbit hole here, but let's just talk about temporary alimony very quickly. There is a, a form of alimony that most states will give this name, that is rehabilitation alimony. This is temporary alimony, rehabilitation. When one of the spouses uh, is supporting the lesser earning spouse, so that he or she can obtain work and become self-sufficient. The other is called reimbursement alimony. Again, this is temporary alimony, and this is given for expenses incurred by a spouse during the marriage to pay back the spouse for time, money, and effort put into the other, the other spouse's financial resources and financial gains. So we all have heard the story where one of them is supporting the other while the other is in school, for example, getting a degree so that that one can go out and get a good job. Permanent alimony is something that it's a support provided to, again, the lesser earning spouse until the death of the one making the payments or the death of the recipient or the remarriage of the recipient. Permanent alimony might be lump sum, so it's not paid out every month. It just might be, well, 
here's a big number and this is what you get and that's the end of it. And it's not available in all the states apparently, but several states permit it. And when that happens, then the assumption is that the one receiving that big lump sum is going to invest it wisely. So today, like all of the shows here on the Legal Merry-Go-Round, I want to talk about a few cases. And then after the break, I'm going to tell you what happened in these cases. Peter and Sally were happily married for quite a long time. But by the year 2010, things came to a head. And at that point, they were locked in a very contentious legal battle, including the claim for alimony. So in 2010, when they actually got their divorce, they had reached a court-mediated agreement. They couldn't decide between themselves without the court stepping in and providing a mediator. And at the end, they had an agreement. So the agreement said that Peter, who was a, a doctor, an OBGYN, and at the time he was making approximately $300,000 a year, the agreement was that he was going to pay his, his now ex-wife Sally $5,500 a month for six years. Well, this is, of course, a temporary alimony, and the purpose of the alimony was to rehabilitate Sally to get her into a position where she would be able to be self-sufficient. Things didn't turn out well for Sally, unfortunately. By 2015, five years later, she went back to court asking to modify the terms of her alimony. During the marriage, uh, she had earned a very small income and she was limited because of her medical treatment related to her long-term cancer battle. So when we come back, I'm going to tell you what happened here to Peter and Sally. Next, we have Linda and Tom. Linda and Tom also had, according to the records that I was able to receive and review, a pretty upsetting, you know, contentious divorce. They had been married for over 20 years. He uh, was not the greatest guy, and we're going to find out a little bit more in a little bit, but the wife, uh, Linda, she was a doctor, and she was employed by a federal government agency making almost $200,000 a year. The husband really had never made even half that amount. And at the time they divorced, he was claiming that he made a mere $30,000 a year. He claimed that he had made multiple attempts to get full-time work, but each time he had failed. Uh, he also claimed that his monthly expenses were more than what he was making by several thousand dollars a month. Now, I don't know this guy, Tom, never met him, just reading out of a summary of a case, but it sounds like a lot of, a lot of situations that we, that we see as lawyers where I don't want to necessarily impugn Tom's otherwise wonderful reputation, but it sounds like I, the guy's kind of a little bit of a deadbeat, don't you think? Well, based on those numbers, uh, based on, you know, him making 30 grand a year and her making 200 a year, I bet you'd think that, that he would get a lot of alimony. Well, I'm going to let you know what happens after we come back from the break. The third case I want to talk about involves Sharon and Bob. They were married for 27 years. They married in 1989. And 
it doesn't say in the case summary that I'm reviewing why uh, Sharon wanted to divorce him in 2016, but she she went ahead with that. She was a self-employed fundraising consultant, and she was making about $75,000 a year in 2016. On the other hand, the husband uh, here, Bob, was a pretty successful guy. He was an attorney, and he was making almost $500,000 a year at the time they divorced. Well, you can understand that Sharon was going to want to get alimony, spousal support. And so at the end of the case, the court making the decision and ruling uh, in the divorce judgment awarded that Sally would get spousal support of $5,000 a month for nine years. She was not real happy with that, given the extraordinary disparity between their income. So we're going to we're going to take a short break, and then I'm going to come back and share the result of these three interesting situations, and then explain them to you, and even try and give you a little advice. Don't go too far. We'll be right back. I'm going to come back after this little story. I'm going to take a break and then I'm going to come back, but you've got to hear this story. This could be titled, That Dog Ratted Me Out. Okay, so husband and wife, they're very happy. They're very much in love. You know, the angels are on the uh, violins and there's music and romance and joy and love and all that wonderful stuff. And they love their dog just as much as each other. And then all of a sudden, Fido wasn't eating anymore. And Fido stopped going to the bathroom. And Fido started getting dry heaves. So they take their beloved Fido to the vet in a panic one day when the dog is just heaving and heaving. The dog underwent an emergency surgery to remove a bowel obstruction. The vet pulled out a red, lacy, g-string. The dog was fine, but the marriage was over. The g-string did not belong to the wife. Woo! Okay, then. Come back after the, uh, the break. Okay, it's break time here on the merry-go-round. We want to give you value. So, do you need an attorney for an injury case or a criminal matter or something involving family law? Mr. Samico has the answer for you. Go to our podcast website, www.thelegalmerrygoround.com. Again, that's thelegalmerrygoround.com and click on the referrals tab. Then, either fill out the form or call the telephone number where you can leave a detailed message that Mr. Samico will pick up, and you'll get a response with a referral to an excellent attorney in your area within eight business hours. And the referral is free, no charge to you for this referral. So again, if you're looking for a lawyer that meets the highest standards, Paul is going to hook you up. 
and every attorney he refers to meets the highest standards, and Paul has checked them out for you. If you like what you're hearing from him during these shows, you know he's going to take care of you. So go to thelegalmerrygoround.com. And now, back to the show. Welcome back. I missed you. You know I did. So we're talking about alimony. Talked about three couples. Alimony, that's a very, very upsetting thing, forgetting about money, because it means that there is a divorce. And that's always sad. You know, the two couples standing there at the altar, all starry-eyed, can't wait until the the uh, uh, the reverend or the pastor or the rabbi or whoever the, uh, the person is that's performing the marriage ceremony says, uh, and now I pronounce you man and wife. They can't wait to hug and kiss. And now years later, oh goodness, it just didn't work out. And part of that sometimes is getting the alimony. So I want to talk about what happened in these three cases. We talked first about Peter and Sally, where in 2010, they finally got a divorce. You recall Peter, uh, husband, OBGYN, physician, making almost $300,000 a year. The, uh, the, the agreement, the order of the court was he's going to pay Sally $5,500 a month for six years. By 2015, Sally returns to court asking the court to modify the terms of the agreement so that she could continue to get alimony now that six years is almost up. She's going to need it for more. She had earned a very small income and was limited as a result of her medical treatment that related to a long-term cancer battle. Making only $975,000 a month working for a nonprofit music society. She went back to court in 2015 and she told the court that she had made every possible effort to become self-supporting, but because of her illness, she just simply wasn't able to get full-time employment or even part-time that would pay her enough to be such that she would be able to support herself without the alimony. Now, the husband, on his part, certainly I think, you know, as a doctor, he had a heart and felt bad for his ex-wife, but he didn't want to keep paying the alimony. And he was correct when saying that in some circumstances, you can't modify alimony. Um, The terms of the agreement were clear between the spouses. In order for that to be the case, however, the agreement has to say explicitly and specifically that the provisions with respect to the support are not subject to court modification. The agreement must say that a court later on can't change this. Well, unfortunately for 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 the guy here, for the the doctor, uh, the agreement didn't say that. It lacked the sort of language that the law requires, specific language that says that the agreement cannot be changed later, that the alimony award was not eligible for later modification. Too bad. 
you know, too bad. But I guess as the world turns, I can't feel too bad for this otherwise successful doctor who got married and has to keep supporting his wife who has cancer. So in the greater picture of things, greater scheme of things, I think that was a good result if there was a little more attention paid or if they had known to put, or if he had known to put specific language that says that at the end of the uh, the agreement, that's it. You can't modify it, won't be modified. A court can't modify it. Well, then he wouldn't have to pay any longer, but not the case he does. Linda and Tom, we talked about in the first half. Linda was a medical doctor employed by a government agency making about 200000 a year. And the husband, who claimed that he was making a mere $30,000 at the time of their divorce, um, wanted to get a lot more alimony. And what ended up happening was that the court smacked him. No, we're not giving you any alimony, not even more, just nothing. And, and you might say, well, wait a minute, that doesn't sound right. Here, the successful wife, a doctor, 200000 a year, and he's only making 30000 a year? That doesn't sound right, does it? The investigation reveals that the husband had been making about $50,000 a year at the time of their divorce, but just then voluntarily gave it up. And this was from a home-based startup business where they got the records and showed the 50K coming in year after year. Didn't tell wifey about it. What a slime ball. He voluntarily shut down the business so he could sit on the couch and have her make payments to him. So in terms of the integrity points, he just lost one in front of the eyes of the court. But there's more. The guy was taking expensive vacations. Now, if you're making $30,000 a year, I'm going to guess that you probably shouldn't be taking six, seven, eight, nine thousand dollars $9,000 vacations to the islands and to Europe and ski slopes. You shouldn't be doing that. In fact, how can you be doing that? Again, another minus sign on his column of integrity before the court. And there's more. Do any of you, or any of you old enough where you remember the TV commercial about the Ginsu knives? Ginsu knives came on, the producer, the manufacturer, and you get this, and you get this, and you get this. I mean, every time you watched the Ginsu knife commercial, you started laughing because you knew that there was more, and there was more. Well, okay, with this slimeball husband, there was still more. He had prepared a financial statement for the court, but guess what? It didn't include all the other sources of income he had. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Slap on the wrist. Hubby, don't get no money from wife. Now, the practical advice here, folks, you know, divorce is certainly upsetting. Divorce is upsetting. And paying alimony is sometimes a, a part of that when when couples have disparate income or there's need or any number of factors, which I'll describe later, alimony has to be there. But you have to be honest. You have to be honest with your ex. You have to be honest with your lawyer. And most importantly, you have to be honest with the court. Because if you're not, you're going to end up like this guy deadbeat getting nothing. And he deserved nothing. But at least if he was had been honest, he might have gotten something. 
integrity in, in divorce matters truly is everything. That's at the end of the day, if you're honest and the chips fall where they may, and it may not be what you want, but when you try and take advantage, when you overreach, you're going to get smacked down. I want to talk about the last case here. The last case involves the case that I talked about in the beginning. This was this this was the case of Sharon and Bob who had been married for 27 years, got married in 1989, and she filed for divorce in 2016. You recall I told you she was uh, a fundraising consultant who was making about 75000 a year. The husband was a successful successful attorney making about 500000 half a million a year at the time of their divorce. And she wanted spousal support, of course. And the court ordered spousal support to her for $5,000 a month for nine years. And she appealed. She didn't like that. So in Maryland, where this case occurred, and in many, many states across the country, awards of spousal support are favored when they last for only a fixed, limited period of time. That's because the court doesn't want to order someone to pay forever and ever if the one receiving that support has the ability to go out and become self-sufficient. The award of limited alimony here for $5,000 a month for nine years, the court felt was reasonable, but the wife did not. There are two factors that uh, typically allow for indefinite alimony. Uh, to be the proper outcome. The first is if the recipient spouse can't reasonably expect it to become self-supporting, perhaps because of age, illness, or disability. And the other, the other is if the recipient spouse um, has become as self-supporting as possible, but the disparity is still great. And the disparity in the language of all the courts across the country is where the income is unconscionably disparate. So either one of these situations could allow for a successful argument for the wife in this case. Now, over the course of all of the cases that have been reported, particularly in this jurisdiction and all over the country, courts have found that that disparity is unconscionable. It's so so wide in cases where the recipient spouse made 28%, 33%, and even 43% of the income annually of the supporting spouse. In this case, the wife's 75K income every year was only about 15, 16% of the husband's 500,000, half a million income. So in this particular situation, again, we have uh, the young lady, young lady, Sharon, married 27 years to Bob, uh, Bob's making half a million dollars a year as an attorney. They ordered that the nine years wasn't enough, and they made it indefinite because she just simply wasn't able to become self-sustaining and live in the style to which she had become accustomed. 
alimony cases are always tough. They're always difficult. The one making the payment, eh, doesn't want to make the payment forever. Might make the payment and understand it, but really doesn't want to make the payment. And the one receiving the payment doesn't necessarily have self-image that allows for, no, no, I'll be able to do it myself. Uh, so they take the payment. And again, there's all measure of people in all different situations. But let's just talk about when alimony can be paid, whether or not if you find yourself in that situation, whether or not you're likely to qualify to receive alimony and whether someone has to pay, your ex has to pay you. Both parties' capacity to earn money is considered. That's a very important factor. Your spouse's earnings are a very important factor, where you are at the point where you're divorcing. The standard of living during the marriage, was it uh, piecemeal and hand-to-mouth or was it luxurious? That's going to be a very important factor. How long have you been married? Was it a short period? Was it a year, two years, or was it 15 or 20 or 30 years? The longer it is, the more likely it is that the alimony is going to be there and is going to be higher. And last but not least is health. Health is an important aspect of this. And uh, it's very important to understand that when someone is unable to support themselves, that health absolutely can be a factor in whether there is alimony or not, and how much. Now, alimony payments can be stopped or modified based on any number of the following things, just so you'll understand this. If one of the other, the recipient or the payor dies, then that's the end of the alimony. If the recipient of the alimony remarries, no more alimony. Well, new husband, new wife, whatever the situation, that's the end of it. Sometimes alimony has children in mind, and I'm going to talk about children in just a moment. But the specifics of alimony here with children is that one of the spouses may be home taking care of the children and can't get a full-time job, so needs the support from the other spouse. Another concept of of stopping alimony or modifying it, a judge might determine that after a reasonable period of time, um, the spouse receiving the alimony hasn't made a fair or a reasonable effort to become partially or fully self-supporting. I think that that's an important thing to understand. You can't just sit back and say, okay, I'm being paid and well, that's, that's it for my life. I'm taken care of. No, if you're able to get out and find a job and work, you got to do that. Some other significant events that might alter alimony as it's ordered at the date and time of the divorce, things like a retirement. Well, you know, if I'm paying alimony and I retire and I'm not making as much money and I don't have as much money, I don't think I should be paying alimony anymore. At the end of the day, you know, people say that lawyers are not great people and divorce lawyers are vultures and, you know, they hurt the other side. But folks, I'm going to tell you that, you know, all but in the rarest of cases, consulting with a lawyer at the very least is an important thing to do because after all, it is your life and you should know and be aware of all of the rights and obligations that, that you have and those of, of the one that you're going to be leaving company with. I want to just share just briefly some personal thoughts. I went through a divorce many years ago 
And I'm glad to say that my wife and I, my ex-wife and I, shared one common understanding, and that was that the most important thing wasn't money, it was the welfare and mental and psychological balance of our children. We had children, two young little girls at the time. So if that's the case, if you are divorcing and there are children of your marriage, money is important, but it's got nothing even in comparison, doesn't stand up to the potential for the harm that could be done if the children sense disharmony between you and your spouse and see arguments and feel the tension in the room. Leave all that stuff to the courtroom. Leave all that stuff to the lawyer's offices. Don't bring it home. And if you're separated, then you know when you go and you visit back and forth, the exchange of the visitation and what have you, don't ever let the kids think that it's their fault. Always be supportive of the other spouse and praising the other spouse don't ever, ever, ever take it out on your kids because that could mess them up for a long time. I hope this has been instructive for you. I'd really appreciate if you could give me a review, and I hope that you'll tune in next time. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Legal Merry-Go-Round. We hope you enjoyed our show. Tune in next time to get a better understanding of real-life legal situations.